I am going to go ahead and say right now that I really enjoyed last week when we took a break and I got more coffee. <laughs> so we might need to ha- have a mid podcast break every time so Do I can it. get more coffee. Have like some elevator music or something, or I'll stay behind. We and can I'll edit. Go. I'll edit the coffee breaks out. <laughs> do, 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 do. Coffee break. Do, 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 do. Oh, you can sing while I'm yeah. doing coffee. <laughs> you can. It could be like Madison's Corner, or I don't. You don't name it that. Name it something better. But it'll be when I step away from the mic and you take over while I make more coffee. Welcome, and to the I mic. can warm your beverage up because I know it'll be lukewarm, but it will not yes. be gone. No, it won't be gone. It'll be the Madison Minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe the Madison Minute and a half. <laughs> yes, because t- the coffee takes at least 30 seconds to warm up. Right. This is Be Createful, a podcast about... Oh, I just forgot it. <laughs> What's our podcast about, Joe? No, I just forgot a podcast where we talk. I don't say that. No. Do I just say a podcast about finding fullness through creativity? Yeah. Is that it? Just a podcast about finding fullness through creativity. Yeah. Who are you? I don't know. Who are you? Are you even? Oh, (laughs) Oh, my name is Joe. I thought you meant... Who am I that I forgot it? I mean, both. Isn't it weird? It just fell out of my head. I know. I was trying to think, do we put conversate a podcast where we talk about... No, but I don't. Mm. Podcast about finding fullness Fullness through creativity. creativity. I'm Joe. And I'm Madison. (laughs) And today on episode 55, we're talking about a creative dilemma, specifically mine. It's a mystery to me because I don't know what we're talking about. Um, it was one of those rare occasions where we were in Joe's office about to have a very authentic conversation. And we go, wait, 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 stop. Before we go and talk about this, let's talk about it on the podcast. Right. So we didn't really talk about it at all. Nope. So I have nothing in my notes. I just have the couple of questions that I was going to ask Joe because here's my problem. All right. This is going to get real specific, but I promise we'll like, we'll make it big. All right. So... I have been cutting out pieces to sew together for, like, for clothing. Um, Right now, I probably have about five or six projects entirely cut out. Um, Some of them even marked. Um, But I have, I just cannot find the motivation to actually put them together, which is odd because if you know anything about sewing, the best part of sewing is when you actually get to sew as opposed to, the pinning, the cutting, the marking, that tends to be the stuff that I don't like. Yeah. And yet here I am continually uh, cutting, pinning, and marking and never wanting to sew. But you do, you are still wanting to do the cutting, the pinning, and the marking. Or like your creative mojo is gone completely. Or you're still motivated to do that part that you thought was boring. So what's motivating me to do the, the prep work is I've been feeling kind of depressed lately and I know that part of my self-care is going through the creative process. Mm -hmm. We've talked about that before Mm -hmm. on the podcast. Um, So I'm like, all right, if I can just get myself through this part, the prep work, and get to the part that usually gets me that hit of whatever the happy chemical is in your brain, then I will have performed self-care. But for some reason, I cannot let myself 
get to that point. I'm just losing motivation. So the next steps, are they things you don't know how to do? Is it like new skills, new sewing skills you're having to learn? It's not. No. Okay. Um, it's just like, oh, you know, you got to sew a dart next. And I'm like, that's easy. I know how to do that. Right. Um, and for those of you who don't know, I am blessed enough to have a little corner of the house, a room where I can go in and sew. But for whatever reason, I can't bring myself to like go in there and do it. It feels weird. Like almost like. Where do you cut out and stuff? In, in my living room. Okay. So maybe it's a matter of place. I don't know because uh, because normally my sewing room is my happy place. Okay. That's that's the space I go to where I'm like, yes, when can I get in there and be by myself and play around and be creative? But I haven't it's very strange. Like I feel intimidated to walk in there. You did ask me, that was one of the questions you asked me was if I ever feel intimidated by my own creativity. Yeah. And when we were talking about it, you said, or, well, you were talking about, um, like, are you overwhelmed by the project? And for me right now, I'm not. But for some reason, I can't bring myself to, quote, show up to my own creativity. And I'm not sure why. Right. So I'm um, hoping you can help, Joe. <laughs> so we've talked, we had episodes. It was interesting because we looked back at the episodes that we did this time last year and we had one on being stuck, which it sounds like you're a little stuck. Mm -hmm. Madison, just go listen to that episode. It'll solve everything for you. We had one on um, the creative seasons, which is where we showed up with two completely different topics, like approaches in mind. And it was an interesting episode. But uh, and then we did one on suck it up, buttercup, like when you don't want to do it and you just have to. Yes. Um I wonder if it's a time of the year thing. Well, that's what I'm thinking about now because it's after the holidays and, you know, spring hasn't come yet. So maybe it's a seasonal depression thing that's going on. But the thing is, is that I know for the goodness of myself, I need to be participating in some sort of creative outlet. But it sounds like you are because you're still, you still have works in progress and you're still going in and cutting things out. Yes. Um, you just made Bob Ross out of needle punch for our gallery wall. I did. Like the things that you do at Make Do are also creative. Yes. So do you think that when you have low energy that make do the creativity that re make do requires of you maybe takes too much and then you don't have any left for like personal creativity that I mean that could be it because um there's there's certain limitations here at make do that I don't have at home I can't just do whatever I want here if that makes sense like um well let me let me break that down you know, we needed something for the gallery wall. We had talked about what we wanted to do for it. And so I tried to make something that's in those parameters, mm -hmm. the colors, the, you know, the subject. Um, whereas at home, I can make whatever I want. But sometimes doesn't that make it harder? Sometimes it does. Whenever you're feeling a little bit low energy anyway, then having to make a lot of decisions can be the intimidating part. So I'm wondering if I'm having some decision fatigue between what to sew, because I already have a lot of things prepped, perhaps. Um. So, okay, do you want, 
by the end of this mm-hmm. episode, solving your dilemma, what does that look like? Figuring out what is going on or figuring out how to get the things sewn? Um, you know, actually, I'm less interested in getting it sewn and okay. figuring out what I actually need from the creative process because yeah. I don't think I'm getting what I need, if that makes sense. What do you think you need? I want to be undepressed. <laughs> we can, okay. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> um, Pick but, brighter fabric. Yes. <laughs> But the thing that I have been doing, I assumed was what I needed. Like, I know that if I hit this sewing button, you know, okay, it's like instant happy, but for some reason it's not anymore. Yeah. Am I changing as a person? Has my creative needs? It's washing out with your hair dye. I have been trying to wash out as much color as possible. Yeah, I don't know. Well... I think that this leads into an interesting seasons of creativity podcast because if you, or I don't mean podcast conversation, yeah. um, because it's winter right now and like things are dead on the surface, but not really, you know, like stuff's still alive underneath. Mm-hmm. It's just dormant and taking time. So maybe your energy is dormant, but it doesn't mean I mean, your creative energy, mm. but you are still going through the motions of, so we're always talking about process versus product, right? Mm. And so if you are spending time cutting out a pattern, you are participating in process. Mm-hmm. You, if you don't do the next step, you're never going to get to the product, mm-hmm. but it's like, you're just kind of stuck in one part of the process. Yes. But I, I get that way. Sometimes I get like obsessed with, oh, I just want to pick out new co- new colors for a quilt. And then I cut it out, but I don't actually want to sew the quilt together. That that makes me think, you know, the, the cutting out and marking are things that are um, fairly easy to do. And they are, oh, I'm just about to lose it. They're like, they're directions that I already know how to follow. And I do know how to do the next steps, but I don't know. Oh, man, I lost it. Well, it is, even though you know how to do the next steps, cutting out is still so brainless almost because Mm -hmm. you just put the pattern on top of your fabric and you cut it out. And you have, depending on the pattern, four to 27 pieces that you have to cut. So... It takes a lot of time. I think sometimes we don't even consider that prep work as part of the creative process. Like a couple weeks ago, I said one of my creative resolutions was to finish all the t-shirt quilts that I have in the queue. Mm-hmm. And so this weekend, Madison asked me what I did over the weekend and I was like, Ugh, nothing. I just like watch TV. And then you proceeded to go through this list of things that you also did. Yeah. Which was one of which was I got started on one of the t-shirt quilts and she was like, that's not nothing. And you worked out and did all of these other things. I was like, it sounds like you had a, like a good weekend. But I think to me, it felt like nothing because I didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. Like it almost feels like if I, if I don't have the motivation or the inspiration to do it, then going through the motions doesn't count. And 
that can be true for anything, like any practice, right? Working out, um, having a faith practice, like anything sometimes when you're not feeling it. If you're just doing it to get it done, does it really count Cause deep it, down? Because it can feel like you're just checking a box. But sometimes what I think you're doing is you're relying on the habit and the muscle memory that you have for that task and you're being consistent, mm-hmm. which is my word of the year. Yes. Um, you're being consistent because you know that moving from point A to point B is not about feeling like doing it. Mm-hmm. I think what I was hoping to get is normally when I have this, when I get past checking the box of just like having to do the prep work, then I usually have enough energy to like move me through the rest of the project. Mm -hmm. And I just don't feel, I just don't feel that motivation. But you're you're not feeling like happy, but think about how much worse you could be feeling if you weren't doing what you were doing. Yes. I was thinking about that. Like, I'm showing up, I'm checking okay. a box, I'm not getting the, what is it, like endorphins? Serotonin? Oh, serotonin, yeah. Uh, I'm not getting serotonin, but I could, it could be worse, maybe? Right, because like you was... are still standing up, cutting out a pattern. Yeah. Like, you could be melting into your couch, watching your seventh hour <laughs> of The Great on Hulu. <laughs> I mean, you can do both. Yes. And both have a purpose. But I think when you are feeling depressed, if you want to be less depressed, sinking into your couch never gets you there. So maybe what I'm realizing is sometimes feeling undepressed, less depressed mean doesn't necessarily mean feeling that ex- same exhilaration that I no. normally get from the creative uh-huh. process. If I'm starting off lower than I normally am, then it's bringing me up to normal, right. not past into right. the high. Right. Because I was telling Joe, I was like, I'm I'm kind of addicted to sewing. I want that high every time that I'm creating. And normally I get that. But Do you get it, though, whenever you're doing projects that you've d- already done? Or do you only get it on new projects? I've been trying to do, like, pick new fabric or new things to work with each time. Okay. So I'm always experiencing something so new. So there's something new. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I got distracted by the fact that your socks have lemons on them. Well... Only one sock. My other sock has stripes on it. <laughs> but um, anyways, uh, I'm always doing something new. But I don't know. I just. Mm. So one of our my board members, and I've quoted her before, but she says creativity is a gamble on your energy. And I think that that is true on several different <laughs> levels. So one if you're thinking about all the time that you're going to spend on something and you don't know if it's going to work out, Mm -hmm. that's a gamble, right? Like I'm going to spend all this time on this process. I know the process is worthwhile, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Yes. But then if the product doesn't turn out how I want it, then I've just wasted energy, personal energy, resources, money, materials, whatever. Or even the process. Like what if the process doesn't give me the emotional feeling that I wanted regardless of the product? So that was the other thing I was going to say. Like, well, one is the product. Like it's a gamble on, is this going to get me what I'm wanting in the end? Mm -hmm. And the other is just 
you know, we talked last week about how creativity takes courage and about creativity, the relationship between creativity and vulnerability. And so sometimes if you're already feeling raw or beat down, then being more vulnerable, being more, having to have muster up more courage when you really don't want to Mm -hmm. is like the first thing you're going to let go. And so I think that, well, not the answer, because I don't think that we are talking in absolutes like that. But maybe one way to approach it is how can I have low impact creativity? Like, because I'm just thinking about exercise. So my sister loves working out. I enjoy working out. Mm -hmm. But when I'm tired, it is the first thing to go. Like if I have had a day where I'm like, where everything uh-uh, has gone wrong, I am too tired. I am not going to s- squeeze that workout in yeah. unless I'm like on a roll and feeling motivated. But my sister, it's like the first, it's the thing she wants to hold on to. Like it's what she protects the most for herself because it's that important to her. Mm-hmm. And my work is that important to me. Yes. <laughs> my work is also my hobby. So yeah. Um, so she like holds on to it. So what I have been doing so that I can be consistent in working out is doing an easier workout program than I was doing before. Because now I'm like, who cares? It's going to take me 30 minutes. I can do it in my pajamas if I want because I don't have to sweat. I can use lighter weight, but I'm moving my body. Mm-hmm. So it's low impact. And maybe you need that for your creativity. I dream up this scenario in my head where I have like four hours to sew, where I get to just be in depth into my creative process. And it's just a, it feels like a whirlwind of just like fun to me. But I think I've idealized that process to Mm -hmm. a point where it almost feels unattainable. And we talk about it so much on this podcast. I think if I just get in there and put in the time, then I will get, I will get to that point. And what you're saying is perhaps what I need to do is just show up for, you know, 30 minutes and not put so much uh, expectation on what I hope the creative process to give me. I've been doing that with reading as well because I like to read. I used to love to read, Mm -hmm. but I wanted to read like you want to sew, like for, you know, finish a book in a day, just like consume it. Yes. And... I just haven't had the energy to do that. Like I'll fall asleep or my brain just won't like stay focused on the book, but I've been reading more like, Oh, I just am going to read this book instead of play two dots for 20 minutes or Mm -hmm. something like that. And I've finished three books this year. So I am getting, I'm being like such a good little tortoise. (laughs) Slow and steady. Yeah. Consistent. Like I'm, uh, I don't mean to sound all happy in the face of your dilemma, no. um, but it can make it, especially our job can be very segmented. Like you might have to work six days mm-hmm. and not have full days. Off. And even that sixth day, you may still only be working, you know, your normal hours a week, but it's another day you're having to like leave your house, come to work. Mm-hmm. And so it makes you feel like, oh, well, that day is wasted, even mm-hmm. though it <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you're done here by noon, yes. and the day is not wasted. No. But it just, like you said, it, it's maybe not the dreamland creativity 
Well, it kind of makes me think about like how people idealize relationships. Mm -hmm. Like you expect it to be this whirlwind, like all encompassing consuming thing. Um, And maybe it is at the beginning, but as you like continue to grow your relationship with people, um, you can't have that all the time. No. The, how the relationship stays, um, how it grows and becomes stronger is that consistency and showing up every week, every day, whatever it is, um, whatever kind of relationship that you're in. You have to keep showing up even if you don't get to spend, you know, four hours, you know, or a whole day just reveling in well, and that's whoever, how you, whatever. That's how you get to know a whole person, right? Like we're not flat mm-hmm. and creativity isn't either. Like I think that you're just experiencing maybe the dark side of the moon of creativity right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and, and I feel bad because we have a podcast where I talk about how awesome the creative process is and that we need to partake in it. And I'm trying to show up, but I just, I expected so much more out of it. Probably because I've been talking it up for 55 podcasts. <laughs> well, it does add to the imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially when there's episodes that we've done before and then I'm like, why am I still having problem with this? I, we talked about that for an hour. It should be fixed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I just think about how many projects are like close to being finished or like things that I could be working on. And normally Madison, look to your right at the gallery wall. Yes. What does that piece of art say? So we have a, a piece of cardboard in a frame that says work in progress, uh-huh. which it was a piece of cardboard. Y'all It is not fancy. No, no, no. It is an act like a piece of a box uh-huh. and it was intended to be a placeholder for yeah. something else to go there, but it has now stayed. It stayed because we're, we're all works in progress. Yep. And it just goes to show that there's always space for something new for, you know, for something else to, slide into that frame it's like the like an empty chair or a placeholder yeah well and even um i actually you know the work part in that Mm -hmm. i think maybe we have to let go of that too because it can keep you tied to productivity yeah like so you're more just showing up in i don't think progress even has to be on it sometimes you just got to be there. You got to be consistent. Yeah. Just like sit in the jacuzzi with creativity. <laughs> um, Your best friend. I was talking to um, one of our uh, watercolor teachers. Um, and she was telling me that she's had her watercolors packed up for almost a year because she's in the process of building a oh. house. Um, and she's like, I don't even know if I'll remember how to paint anymore. I think that there is a lot of like reverse imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I want to call it. Like an identity crisis. Mm-hmm. A creative identity crisis can happen when you say, I am a garment sewer. I am a watercolor. I am a quilter. Mm-hmm. And then if you're not doing that thing anymore, then who am I? So oh no, Joe. I think you hit the nail on the head. Mm. Who's Madison if she can't even sew some a pair of pants? Okay, but you can sew them. Yes. You have the skill. Yeah. So you didn't forget how to sew them. So you can sew them. Yes. 
it's just right now, it it's just really difficult for me to get up and do it. Have you seen Ted Lasso? No, I haven't. But okay, I, I wanna, won't say anything else. But I will tell you that when I was in, I visited my husband's therapy office yesterday. There were Ted Lasso quotes on the wall. Well, I, y'all, if you're listening and you've watched it, you're like so happy. But if you have not and you're like, oh my gosh, someone else talking about Ted Lasso, please give me a break. Everyone who raves about it was is right. Mm-hmm. I think your creative outlet this weekend needs to be watching the first season of Ted Lasso. Okay. And there is a scene when one of the soccer players says, who am I if I don't play soccer? Yeah. And that is the scene that you need to okay. see. And because we do, everything asks us to boil our personality, who we are into a handful of interesting facts. Mm-hmm. So sewing your own clothes is something interesting that you can put in your Instagram bio mm-hmm. and that makes you unique and separates you from the masses of and, people who don't. And it's the craft that I've spent a lot of my life honing. Mm-hmm. But it is not, it's what you do, but it's not who you are. Yeah. You know, I've thought about what would, what would I do if I lost my hands? We were talking about that too. (laughs) Where I was like, what would happen if like I just couldn't sew anymore? Yeah. I would really, I would have a really rough time because like that's my thing. Making things is my thing. Yeah. I told Richard I'd have to learn how to sew with my feet. Like one foot on the pedal Mm -hmm. and then stretch the other one up and guide the fabric (laughs) through. People do. I don't know. But 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 that's not your problem right now. No, it's not. (laughs) I have both hands. (laughs) Thankfully, I'm grateful to have Okay, so maybe approaching it from a place of gratitude would be helpful as well. Like instead of um, beating yourself up for not wanting it or for creativity not giving you what you want, just say, hey, I cut this pattern out. Thank you, hands. (laughs) That's actually, that's a good idea. And setting my expectations Uh to like, I showed up, I did something. That's good enough. And cumulative time too in a week, I think sometimes that's how I'll look at something. If I'm like, you know what? I want to spend X amount of time cleaning my house this week. Yeah. Not every day Mm -hmm. because every day is different, especially for us. You have classes some days, some days you don't. We have meetings. We have like our work is unpredictable. Mm -hmm. Um, And so sometimes the day gets away from you and... So you maybe can't do it every day. And that's why I think it can be dangerous to say every Monday I'm going to do X. Yes. Which I did that once and it did not work out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Like I think if some people that serves them really well, but if it doesn't serve you, then let that go. Yeah. It's, you know what? This is very much a dilemma of finding out who I am and what my limitations are and what things work for me. Um, and maybe cause I'm a changing and dynamic person, mm-hmm. maybe no longer do those long stretches of sewing serve me. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the 30 minutes every day. Mm-hmm. Hmm. In some ways it feels like a questioning of my own identity because I'm like, Oh, well that sounds boring to just do that 30 minutes every day. But what would we tell someone else? I would be like, whatever it takes for you to right. be, you know, interact with the creative process, do it. 
Yeah, it's hard to listen to your own advice. (laughs) Especially when we like dish it out every week and then we forget. Yes. And it can be hard. Like you already said this and we alluded to, I think it can increase our imposter syndrome. But when we have people who will say that, you know, they're listening to old episodes and how encouraged they are by them or whatever. And then to think, oh, well, I don't feel that way. Mm -hmm. But again, I think it is separating out the feeling from the knowing and we know creativity is like chicken soup for our soul in a not cheesy way. Right. And so, well, unless you want to put cheese on it. Yeah. Um, but it can be easy to forget that when we're not feeling it. It's true. Just because you don't feel it doesn't mean that it's not working. Did you know that fake houseplants give you the same benefits as real houseplants? Besides the air purifying. Oh, yeah. But as far as like having greenery in your home increases your mood, it like it makes you happy to have things in your home. And fake greenery does the same thing. Your brain doesn't know the difference. Or like having art is valuable yes. in your home. It's a good thing for your eyes to look at something beautiful. But it doesn't matter if you spend $10 at Walmart or Hobby Lobby for a print. <laughs> yeah. Or if you pay an artist $5,000 to pay you something custom, having that art in your home still has benefit. Like your brain doesn't know the monetary value of it. So are you suggesting that creativity, like the process is the same way? Right. So you maybe have like this high value, um, you're maybe being a little bougie in what you think (laughs) counts as creativity or as like you are having a high value approach Mm -hmm. to creativity when you could also go like the budget route. Okay. With your energy. Yeah. And that is going to do the same thing for your soul. Joe dropping some truth over here. Maybe I have been a little bougie. And I just can't, I can't, because we're like having a conversation. I'm trying not to have a lot of pauses as yes. I think of the right words. But, yeah. um, so bougie might not be the right word, but mm-hmm. like high standards. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever the people in New York that live on the Upper East Side or whatever, you are having Upper East Side creative expectations. expectations. And so, well, I think of sometimes like when you have a craving for food, sometimes you have a craving for something that's like real fancy, like a steak. But sometimes you just really want that trash food. You want that oatmeal cream pie. But both are food. Yeah. Or like if you want a steak, but then you have a burger. Ooh, yeah. You're still getting the beef, you know? Still getting that beefy taste. I need that beefy creative taste. <laughs> you know, you said something about food and that made me think. So my favorite um, restaurant to go to when I am home with my parents is this place called Grimaldi's and they do brick oven pizza and I love it. What's I your order it. when you go? <sighs> it's real high maintenance because Muli orders it. <laughs> do tell. But... We just get a white pizza, but there it's not like Alfredo sauce. It's just like an olive oil kind of, because yes. I don't love pizza sauce. Yeah. With pepperoni, double cut, uh, and cooked crispy. 
Ooh. Which I don't care about the crispy part. That's for Muli. <laughs> but the cheese is so good. Like the crust is so good. I just love it. Yeah. Okay. And I can't go there all the time because mm-hmm. I'm not home all the time. But we always go at least once when I'm home. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not so great. Like at Grimaldi's? Yeah. Like sometimes it's just fine. Like, like any restaurant. Like, oh, yeah. It's not always going to be the best that mm-hmm. you've had. Most of the time I go, I'm like, it was really good today. It was really good today. And then sometimes I go and I'm like, Meh. doesn't have that same magic. It wasn't like as good, mm-hmm. but I still didn't hate it. And I still just love going there. Yeah. So it can't always be the best it's ever been. Oh, but I thought that's what the creative process was about. Just always being awesome. getting better and better. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to see if we have that written on the gallery wall. <laughs> no, we do not. It's not. We do have easy peasy written up there, but that's more to do with lemons, not to do with creativity. Yeah. A lot of the stuff that we have written up on our wall are things that are, you know, about being kind to yourself or your troubles melting away or, you know, letting your imagination run wild. And those are the things that I need versus the, I want the really good feeling. But see, I think some people would say, how do you get that from sewing? How do I get that? Anyway. Not just you particular, yeah. but a lot of people who tell us they're not creative. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because they are ju- like, well, what? All I do is cut this out and sew from a pattern. Oh, I just saw this on Pinterest and like basically copied it. Mm-hmm. Like I can't come up with s- something brand new on my own. So I'm not creative. You know, like talking about imagination, like just yeah. kind of playing in that. Like I think a lot of us are disconnected from that part of the creative process. Mm -hmm. And so we think we aren't creative. creative. So there's nothing. If you just ask someone, what is creativity? And they gave you a definition. Mm -hmm. Cutting out pants for a pattern would probably not fall into that definition. No, but it does. But for you, it's part of the whole process. Mm-hmm. But I think you are even still devaluing that part of the process because you're like, I just want to be creative again. <laughs> well, and that part of the process is sort of the meditative part, oh, mm-hmm. mindless, but it's it's still moving your body. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have a gnat near my microphone. Sorry. They've been bad. I noticed yesterday I killed like two or three. Weird. Um, and maybe that's what I need is I need the more meditative parts of mm-hmm. sewing where I can't, whereas like I can't put in the brain power. Like you were saying, low budget energy mm-hmm. is what I need to be able to put in. Hmm. But I mean, that's part of the joy that I get out of the creative process is those meditative parts where you're just kind of going through the motions or yeah. like when I'm watercolor painting and I'm just trying to like flow and figure things out. Those are some of the best parts to me. Mm-hmm. But I guess in sewing, I don't count those meditative parts as an important part of the process. It's just like in work, I don't count the time that it takes me to learn how to do something. Mm-hmm. Like when I redid our website, it was hard for me to consider all the time that I spent learning how to build our website. That didn't feel like work, mm-hmm. even though it was. 100%. It's not was. just the actual building of the website that counts as work. Mm -hmm. It's the stuff that leads up to it. And if you have a job where it's, 
here is all of the data that you need to enter, enter it. And then you do. And you're like, look, I did all of my job today. Mm -hmm. But most things aren't like that. And creativity definitely is not. Yeah. Sometimes I use creativity for the sake of progress. Like Mm -hmm. that way I can kind of mark time. Um, Or when everything else feels like ambiguous or out of control. Yes. Then it's something that you can control. Yeah. But now I'm realizing that the creative process too can be a little nebulous. Mm. (laughs) Maybe that needs to be a word of the year. (laughs) Nebulous. You talked about that like, what was that, a a year ago that you wanted that to be your word of the year because you like saying it. Oh yeah, because I (laughs) say it every other episode. Yes. Um, Yeah. Are you feeling still in your dilemma? No, I'm feeling a little bit better. And the only thing that has really changed is my expectations, which I think is a lot of what is is a big barrier to people getting into creativity or when they're in it and they don't like it. They just have a lot of really big expectations. Mm-hmm. And it's not, you aren't going to get, so we already said you can't do everything every day, mm-hmm. but you also can't get every benefit or every aspect of, in this case, creativity, every time you do it. Mm -hmm. Just like reading a book, I have to read it like page by page. Well, that's why I like audiobooks because I cannot skip ahead. Yes. (laughs) When I'm like, you know, did that person really die? (laughs) Or whatever. Um, So you do kind of have to go in order. Or if there's not a specific order, like page by page, Mm -hmm. there is still a natural rhythm to things. Yeah. I think you're just in a downbeat. I think so. And I, and I don't want to stay here. Like I don't want to wallow. So in my, in my trying to pull myself out, I've had really high expectations for the creative, creative process being able to pull me out when maybe what pulls me out is just the showing up. Mm Mm-hmm. Just cutting out a few more things. That way when I do when I do get to a season where I want to sew everything, I have all of this stuff like stored away. Well, because I think you'll be surprised because you'll like wake up one day and just have the itch and you'll just get it done. I mean, I have house projects that I'm kind of always thinking, oh, what do I want to do next? What do I want to do next? And I think I'm a I almost have the energy to do the next thing. But it like comes and goes. Yeah, I guess you can't always have, like, constant, insane energy. No. You have to build it up and then release it and then build it up again. Yeah. You have to sleep. I guess And I true. don't mean actually physically. Yeah. Like, maybe your creativity just needs a little sleep, too. Maybe it does. We have been doing a lot. Like, we've been putting out a lot of new ideas and talking about lots mm-hmm. of new things at Make Do. Well, that's why I asked earlier about your work at Make Do, because you... You're creative. The way you are creative here is not just in coming up with projects Mm -hmm. for the kids. You know, we've been planning class schedule or coming up with new, like all kinds of new marketing ideas or new ways we want to talk about our mission or even sometimes coming up with our podcast episode can be, I don't want to say draining, but it can be a a big use of energy. So. Yeah, I think all of that. It's not like you have a Madison bank of creativity and a make-do bank of creativity. Man, I wish I did. (laughs) Although, but then I'd probably put way more in the Mm make-do. Because I'm like, that's more important. But I need to be, I need to be both 
spending time on myself and make do. Because if I'm being creative at home and expressing myself there, then I'm more likely to come up with more interesting things while I'm here. Right. And also the process that you go through here mm-hmm. does not just count professionally. It can also count as self-care. I don't mean you don't need to no. take time for yourself because you're doing all that self-care at make do. I don't mean that. I just mean that you can still personally benefit from going through the creative process here. Well, I'm looking forward to today. I'm going to be practicing a new watercolor technique. And I think that will that might help kind of pull me mm-hmm. out of my funk. Well, like we were saying before, sometimes having the parameters here helps narrow things down. Mm-hmm. Well, like I've been playing with Procreate because I got an iPad over Christmas. And so I, you know, sometimes if you just look at a blank page and you think, oh, I can't do this. I don't know how to draw. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. But I've had a couple of specific things that I wanted to draw for and that helped. So like the mural that we did for 100 Families um, and then I just drew us a little Valentine card. Guys, it's super cute. So Make Do's going to sell like little 10 packs of cards. So watch out for that. They won't be out when you hear this, but maybe more information will be. Anyway, so having something like a project to work on. Mm -hmm. And then when I kind of finished both of those, I was like, oh, I still want to draw. But what? Mm -hmm. So I hand lettered something for Molly. Well, I didn't even, I just was like playing with it and sent it to Jess. And Jess was like, (gasps) Can I, I want that. <gasps> I oh, that's fun. It just says Molly, Molly, Bobali, Banana, Fana, Fofali, <laughs> Me, My, Momali, Molly. <laughs> that's what I hand lettered. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. <laughs> so, see, that. like, that was something low pressure. Mm-hmm. I just had, like, the scribble arm, you know, where <laughs> it just, you just have to get something out. Yeah, on the page. Well, I just did that. And oh. it didn't have to be good, it could just be. Yeah. You know how you're always calling yourself like trash? Like last <laughs> week you said something about... Oh, I have trash taste in music. Yeah, you yeah. have trash taste in music. You have trash taste in beverage because you'll drink your tea when it's cold. cold. Like maybe let yourself have some trash creativity time. Just some easy stuff. Yeah. All right. You still enjoy the music. Somehow you still enjoy that tea when it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just got to... Let myself like quit, quit expecting steak all the time. Sometimes a burger is just as good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tips, I guess if I wanted to summarize yeah. for you, I would say, um, don't overvalue parts of the process and undervalue other parts of the process. Each part's important. Yes. Okay. I would say to, let yourself be where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that sometimes you do need to push yourself, obviously, but not always and not in every season. And right now sounds like a season where you don't need to push yourself. You can just show up. Mm-hmm. And sometimes nothing happens when you show up. Sometimes showing up means you get the book out Instead of getting out your phone to play a game, and even if you don't open the book, you still showed up with the book. Yeah. Does that make sense? You didn't run and hide in the game. Yes. Um, so it's like I need to take inventory of myself and like, all right, what do I what do I actually need? Do I need to push myself now or do I need to just be okay with where I'm at? Right. Okay. Um, 
But I would maybe even say, don't do that on a daily basis. That could be exhausting. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're like, you know what? Through the end of the month, it's not even, I'm not going to feel guilty about it. I'm not going to ask myself what I need. I am just participating in trash creativity until February. Excellent. And then you don't have to feel, because sometimes too, it's like the feeling guilty for not doing something Mm -hmm. starts to build up. So like if I start feeling guilty that I haven't worked out, then that makes me feel worse. And then I don't want to work out because I'm feeling, it's just like a weird um, downward spiral. Yeah. That's like self-sabotage and counterproductive. So just let all of that go. Okay. And I would say have no expectations at least through the end of the month. Okay. And then you can reevaluate. That doesn't mean on February 1st you have to do I have high to do all the things. creativity. Yeah. Right. Just reevaluate then. Yeah. Okay. And then maybe my third tip would be I mean, maybe you don't need a third one. But maybe my third tip would be to go back and listen to some of the old podcasts. Maybe I do. <laughs> oh no, I need to go watch Ted Lasso. Yes. Watch Ted Lasso if you are feeling um, at odds with your identity. Okay. But that's an assignment. That's not a tip. I guess. Um, is Ted Lasso on Apple TV? Yes. Okay. But I would say if you don't have access to Apple TV, it's worth, I think you can get like a week trial, but it's worth the five ninety nine for one month of the subscription. Okay. To watch Ted Lasso. All right. I mean, it's cheaper than a movie. That's true. Like going to a movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it, there's two seasons, so I've only seen the first one, though. Okay. All right. I'll have to watch some Ted Lasso. Yeah. So hopefully you are feeling more content in your gloominess. Yes. I'm feeling like I have a few more things that I can, like, try. But maybe I shouldn't even be thinking about that. Maybe I should just be like, okay, I'm here. Just keep showing up. Right. This is when fake it till you make it and... Yoda, that quote from Yoda, do or do not, there is no try, where those things just feel extra cringe to me Mm. because you don't have, that is like an expectation that doesn't need to exist. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I guess you can do not, but like also there is value in the try. Yeah. I'm going to try. Maybe not when you're like trying to save the universe from the death star but you're not (laughs) i'm not i don't thank goodness yeah (sighs) all right i feel better okay i'm glad thanks thanks joe and thank y'all for listening to my dilemma i appreciate y'all taking the time to listen to our conversation well and let us know if you like this format if like yeah because this is new for us we didn't we barely planned anything at all i seriously wrote nothing down (laughs) but we would like to solve your not solve. We would like to have a conversation about your creative dilemmas if you have them. Yeah. I'm sure I'll have one soon. <laughs> we'll do Joe's creative dilemma next time we have one of these. Um, what's your suite? Do you have a suite? Uh, yes. Um, well, I already mentioned it earlier. I'm going to go and paint with watercolor, which is simultaneously something that I'm scared of because I'm not quite good at mm-hmm. it. But also, it's probably one of the more therapeutic things that I do. Yeah. And this is very a very specific project you're going to be working on. Yes. We won't say what yet cuz it's not it's a collaborative project and we don't have any details, but yeah. um 
yeah, it's going to be something totally new. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. So that's my sweet. What's yours? Um, I think that my sweet is uh. The teens and I started our mural at 100 Families yesterday. Oh, yeah. How was it going? They got a lot done. Mm. We got a lot done. So I think we could maybe be done in the next two weeks. Holy cow. Yeah. We'll see. We didn't... <laughs> I just didn't think about this very much. But it's a really small, like a narrow space. It's probably only maybe five feet across. And then mm-hmm. it you know goes up to the ceiling. And so it's hard for all of us to be painting at one time. Mm. Um, but it, you know, it worked out for the most part. Sometimes there would have to be like one person kind of sitting out, not painting, but um, yeah, I hope they're having a good time. It looked like it in the picture that I saw. Y'all had paint on your backs. Well, <laughs> yeah. So we've got new t-shirts that'll go up at some point. I don't, don't hold us to it. Yeah. They say color me grateful, which is our coloring book campaign. And uh, so I gave the girls t-shirts to paint in because they're white. And so of course, then they painted their hands and smashed each other in the <laughs> back. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. But it's just, I think my, the sweet for me is that, they like choose to spend their afternoon with me Mm -hmm. and like the, I, they let me hang out with them and like be around them and hear their unfiltered conversation. Um, because I, a lot of times I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but that they still have, I mean, yeah, unfiltered is just, they're not pretending, I don't think, when they are with each other and I'm there. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I really get to just be with them. So it's a unique thing to be an adult and be trusted by a teenager. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't have kids. So I also don't have that. What if this was my child in here saying this? Right. Yeah, or, that- and it's not even that, but like a sense of, why won't my kid talk to me or I feel so disconnected from it. I don't have any of that experience either. And I just get to be with them for a couple hours a week, but I really love it. They're like a highlight of my week every week. So they're precious and we Mm -hmm. love them. They're great. What's your sour? I still don't have my car. Yeah. Because the guy is missing. (laughs) Guys, I've been in such a funk. I can't even communicate. I was trying to tell Joe that they like, that basically the guys that the dealer that I was talking to, he's not sick, but he wasn't in the office and he wasn't outside like in the lot. And, and so I was trying to communicate with that and communicate that to Joe. And I said, you know, basically he's like, he was just like missing. Like he's not sick. No, you said you were like, they couldn't Couldn't find find him. They can't find him. Yes. But you said, can't find him. Like, like it was an active situation. So yes. I said, but like he's missing. Yes. I thought <laughs> she was like, he hasn't shown up to work. No one knows. Yeah. They can't find him. But she just meant like when she called, they could not locate him at the dealership. Yes. So. Uh, yeah. So I'm hoping to get a call back. Maybe they called during this podcast and I will get more information, but I'm ready to have my new car. I know. It's been so long. Ooh, where are we going to go in it? Sonic. Duh. (laughs) 
is that even? We're gonna go to Sonic in it. I guess burrito day, but we don't even have to drive there. No, we just can we walk. We don't. Yeah. Um, my sour. This is what happens when I don't think about it ahead of time. Um. Yeah, what things know. have not been going great? Oh, you told me about your hair this morning. Yeah, but I don't want to make my hair a sour. That feels not mm. trivial, but like superficial. Oh, well. Um, but yeah, I did have a really funky hair day. Oh, I woke up really early and couldn't go back to sleep. Again? I guess, yeah, I guess You've that could be a that sour. a couple of times. Like Pip woke up and so then... I think she wanted to go out, and so that woke me up. She doesn't whine. Mm-hmm. It's just I know I will, like, wake up when she jumps off the bed, and then if she doesn't jump back on. So I, like, open my eyes, and she's just sitting on the floor looking at me. <laughs> just waiting. And so then I was already awake, so I was like, fine, go out. Well, then she's not fast. Mm-hmm. She likes to take her time. Wander around a little bit. Yeah. And she was thirsty. She drank, like, a ton of water. Oh, so then I just was up, I think, a little too long with her. Mm-hmm. Well, and I already knew I'm not going to be able to go back to sleep. Yeah. So I did fall back asleep for about 45 minutes at 830. Oh, yeah. But anyway, I feel rejuvenated now. You know, we've been coming to work a little earlier, and I think it's helping a lot. There's so much done. There's so much you can get done in the morning. Who knew? And even just... 30 minutes earlier. Mm-hmm. And y'all, it's not like we come in early. No, we don't. So I just am slow in the mornings and I've always thought I'm not a morning person. I can't do it. But having just kind of setting an expectation of like, yeah, go, go on, get up. Yeah. And go has been helpful. Yeah. And consistent. Yes. Consistently showing up. So, um, okay. Well, we made it through. <sighs> Uh, I didn't know, I didn't know where that was going to go because we had no notes and uh, I think, I think we did pretty good and you gave me a lot of helpful advice. Good. Well, I'll sing you a song. (gasps) Yay. Uh, I just have to think of a theme for the song. Like a little ditty. Like, hey, Madison, you deserve hot tea (laughs) and Madison, let go of your expectations be a trash creative. <laughs> it's still worth your time. And I love you, Madison. Goodbye. <laughs> the theme was you. That was perfect. <laughs> I want a t-shirt that says trash creative on it now. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to make it sound like we make things out of trash. No, then we'll just put I'm a trash creative. Okay. Okay. Like, I'll put I'm, and then, like, in big letters, it'll say trash creative. Let it, hey, let us know if you want to. <laughs> Is that what that you want? I'm yeah. a trash creative. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you to my dear, dear friend Craig Hudson for our very createful theme music. You can hear more of Craig's music on Spotify under Craig Hudson. That's Hudson with a T. Or you can just uh, click on the link in the show notes. Also, be sure to connect with Make Do on Instagram at Make Do Create or on Facebook at Make Do Circe. And visit our website, makedocreate.org, for upcoming classes, show notes, to order a face mask, lots of things. We'll be back here with another episode next Monday. Have a good week, y'all.